Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Camp, Tinks, Skullhooker, Grind Life Coffee. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bear Feel Notes podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss, and it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Hello, and welcome to the BowhunterPlanet.com podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Mazzarana. Hey, everyone. Tonight, we're talking broadheads, and a really cool broadhead. I'm excited about um, this one. This is something that's a super sharp, and I don't know if a lot of people understand some of the new broadheads in the marketplace, and when we talk about titanium broadheads, uh, is one pretty cool idea as well. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, Tim, choosing a broadhead is always hard, right? I mean... Let's it honest. is. I mean, there's there so many different factors that can go into what you're choosing. And, and it's one of those is like, you know, you, you always want to try something new. But it, at the same time, it's like you, you got you to gotta play around with it, maybe recite in and all that kind of stuff. So finding a good one that you like um, and sticking with it is, uh, is key. So it's good. So tonight we welcome Clint Warner on, the general manager from Sever Broadheads. Clint, how you doing, man? I'm well. How are you guys? Good, good. So tell us about your brand here. Um, I, you know, I, it's kind of new to me. I've heard it a little bit here and there. And then when I looked at it again, I saw some other people in the industry shooting it. And that's when we reached out to you guys to be on the show. So I guess tell us a little bit about the brand. How long has it been around? And what's the, what's different about this head than others? Sure. So Sever Broadheads, we're on our second season now um, as a brand. Uh, we launched, let's see, June of last year. So um, we are the pretty much the first direct-to-consumer only uh, broadhead brand. And so we wanted to do a lot of things differently, um, of course, with our product, but also in the way we went to market. And so I think that's really helped um, propel us um, and get the traction that we've, that we've had so far. But we're the uh, only head on the market that's a locking, pivoting design. So we, we are a rear-deploy mechanical broadhead. Um, it's it's rear-deploy, so you're going to get you know, the full deployment on entry that people like. And then when it's the, it's the only head on the market that's a locking, pivoting design. So the blades will open up from the back and they'll lock open. And unlike other mechanical broadheads, once they're open, if you hit a bone or something, they can pivot. And that solves the problem of, that a lot of people have with other mechanicals of deflection. 
Gotcha. So when you have when you have a lot of blades sticking out, it cuts a really big hole. But when it encounters resistance from a bone or something, it's easy for the arrow to change direction. And so what our head having that locking pit being designed, it eliminates the deflection that's common with other designs, and it also addresses the issue of steep quartering shots um, that are frowned upon with other mechanical designs. So because that locking pivoting design pivots, it allows for the head, you, if you shoot a steep quartering shot, the blades will actually pivot out the opposite side of the head and deploy off the far side instead of getting in the way of the hide, for example. Um, so it really opens the door for what, you know, for a lot of different shots that you could take otherwise um, because of that design. And then um, it's also really good from the standpoint of accuracy. The, head, the blades are fully contained in the ferrule in flight, so it's going to be more accurate that way. And because of that, it allows us to have another feature on our head we call practice mode. So the heads can be locked in the closed position so that you can practice with the actual head that you're going to hunt with. And, and that's a, a huge selling point for people because, um, as you know, other broadheads, they come with practice heads, but rarely do those practice heads actually fly the same as the real heads. So it, it just introduces a new variable. And what we are trying to do with our heads is give the hunter confidence. And we feel that the practice mode addresses that. So I, I noticed that when you open up the package, which the packaging is really cool, by the way. It yeah. comes in a little plastic container. Kind of, kind of looks like almost like what you would get, um, like a Rapala fishing lure in, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but when you open up, you get a little bag. It's got some of the uh, the O-rings in there, but at the same time, it has the the set screw. And the set screw is what you're talking about, right? That that's what you would put in in order to prevent it from opening up when you're doing your practice shots. Yeah. So there's a second hole in the ferrule, and the heads come out of the package ready to hunt. So. To put it in practice mode, you just put that second set screw in that second exposed hole in the ferrule and put it in and lock it shut. Cool. I like that you can take the head off and put it back in this hard case, and that's yeah. good to go. No, really, that that's awesome. Because that, that always happens to me. I yep. always have nowhere to put a broadhead. I'm like, yep. dang it, what do I do with this thing? It's nice you guys give this case for it. You can put it right back in there if you're done with it or you don't want to keep it in your quiver or you need extras. They're not just like you know loose and you know can I mean, cut you. It keeps it. It keeps the moisture out too. Stops it. You know it's titanium, so I can't imagine that it would rust at all. But it stops any of those other issues that, that you would think about as well. So, I mean, the yeah, packaging it, itself it weighs, is pretty pretty killer. Those cases weigh hardly anything too. So there's a lot of people, um, you know, in the West, people care about weight. They're packing in a lot of places, so they yeah. they are handy for that. Um, one other thing to point out: they come individually packaged. So we don't sell our heads in three packs. Um, another way to make our, our whole brand different is we just wanted to give people the ability to buy exactly what they want. And we're seeing that a lot today where we sell different head designs or different head models, I should say. Um, people are wanting to buy two of one and four of another or three and three or one and five or, you know, however, you could buy one or two or whatever quantity you want. And so our, our distribution model makes that uh, much easier for people to do buy that way. I love that. So run us through real quick your product line because you, you have a couple different um, uh, cut, uh, cut diameters that you have. So run us through the different yep. products that you have, green you know, variants that you have, all that stuff. Sure. So last year when we introduced Sever, we brought to market the 2.1. And the Sever 2.1 is, is the – it's going to be the, more, the most popular head in the lineup primarily because it's designed for deer size game. 
and um, the 2.1 is going to give you that big 2.1 inch cut. Um, it's going to be comparable. But I always tell people if you if you've liked Rage or um, G5, some of their rear deploy heads or like NAP kill zones. If you if that's the heads that you're used to shooting and you like the holes that you get with that, the Sever 2.1 you're going to love because it gives you the same holes that you're used to seeing with those types of broadheads but with the added benefits that Sever brings to the table with locking, pivoting design and practice mode and that sort of thing. So then this year, um, we brought out the Sever 1.5 and the all-purpose 1.7. So the, the Sever 2.1 and the 1.5 are titanium ferrules. Titanium is, is the lightest, strongest material you can get. And so those are gonna be our premium heads. Um, the 1.5, is designed for maximum penetration. And as I said a minute ago, the 2.1 is designed for maximum cut. So if you want big holes, you go to the 2.1. If you want penetration, the 1.5 is is your huckleberry. Cool. So um, are some made of titanium and some are not? Uh, yeah, so the, the 1.5 and the 2.1 are our titanium heads. And so those are, um, there are that's kind of what Sever's known for is titanium. But we do have a head we also introduced this year we call our all-purpose 1.7. So there's, there's a lot of people that, in a lot of parts of the country where they can kill a deer a day or they're hunting hogs where you can, it's a target-rich environment and you're shooting a lot of arrows. So what we designed that head for, um, there's a couple things. It's, it's not going to be a, the biggest cut of a broadhead you can get, nor is it gonna be the, the max, you know, the, the maximum penetration broadhead. It's kind of good at everything. It's a, it's a blend of cut and penetration. So you get a 1.7 inch cut, but you also get a, a blade angle that's in between the 1.5 and the 2.1. And nice. so it's really a head you can do anything with. Um, you could, you know, hunt elk with it, you can hunt deer with it. It's a great head, you know, for lower pounded shooters. Um, but, it, but that head we made out of 7075 aircraft aluminum and with a stainless steel tip. So we also wanted to bring the price down on that head to give people options that, um, you know, we're shooting a ton of arrows. Um, I, I, you know, we're, we're selling that head all over pretty well all over the country for a lot of reasons but, and for a lot of people. But it's especially good in the east and in the south where you have a lot more hunting opportunity. They come in standard uh, 100 and 125 grain, right? Uh, the one, the titanium versions, yes, 100 and 125. In and then we also sell a deep six version in 100 grains as well. Cool. Now the, the all-purpose head that the, the aluminum ferrule with the steel tip, that 1.7 only comes in 100 grain in a standard 832. Okay. Clint, so, I I'm disappointed. Uh oh. I'm disappointed. You want to know why? Sure. Because I just found out that you guys are from Utah, Salt Lake City, and I was just there, literally just there. <laughs> and I would have stopped in if had I known this situation. I was at Hoyt, and I was at Badlands, and I, we spent a week in Alta for a wedding. Yeah. And um, now I'm so disappointed. Dang, <laughs> I, man. Yeah, we'd have loved I can't to believe it. it. Dang, I'm looking at your book, and it says Salt Lake City. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you guys close to Hoyt and Badlands? Yeah. So wow. Sever Broadheads is Sever Broadheads is actually owned by Easton. Oh, so okay. the Easton Arrow Company 
own Sever, but it's a, treated as a separate brand. Are you so, the same building? Yeah. Oh, I was in your building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the wrong side. That's Dang, funny. man. Yeah, that's funny. So I what, was visiting Jeremy over there. That's funny. And Mike. What would, so how, how does a designer, how, how does a product like this come to market? Like, do you, is there, well, this I, is like a serious a, uh, product. The yeah, website's beautiful. Absolutely. You guys did a great but, job. But like, so just the idea behind this. Do you, is, it, is it like you got a bunch of guys that are sitting around the table floating around product ideas and then... You know, somebody comes up with this idea, and then you go to R and D type of thing, and kind of try to figure it out and cost it all that kind of, kind of stuff, or is, or I might, or I might just like way off base with that. Like, how does something, an idea like this, not only get created but then come to market? Yeah, so um, I'm the I'm kind of the, the the brains behind the brand and making it all come together. But there was a big team involved, you know, to to help vet ideas and different things. So the product itself. Um, it's been a, it's been a few years. There was a product on the market called the Ulmer Edge, which was a broadhead oh, okay. that yeah. that Randy Ulmer and his brother Rusty um, worked on, and and it was being sold for a few years. Um, it the broadhead went away for a while, and that was always one of my favorite designs. And when we wanted to 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 create a broadhead, I wanted that that design, and so. Um, we were able to get the patent rights to okay. that that design. So the the design itself, and the you know the kind of the the mechanics of that design, I didn't have to worry about coming up with. What we did was take those mechanics and improve upon that original Omer Edge, and then just redesign, you know, redesign everything else about the broadhead that could be improved and the ferrule and, and things like that. But in terms of deciding. You know what? What cut diameter is it going to be, and what grain weights are we going to offer? What's the packaging going to be? How are we going to go to market? You know, that's that was pretty much you know my my leadership and, and heading all that up. Um, we used some you know some really awesome uh, talent. You know, I I did. Yeah, I won't take credit for all the, the the smarts and the talent for any of that, but what we what we did was surround ourselves with really good people and and good talented people to help come up with the brand and the, the mark and our marketing strategy and how we were going to execute it. Well, you, you guys have, you're on Bowen or planet. So best marketing strategy ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo! No, but so, uh, this thing is machined so well. Like I'm just looking at it in detail. Wow. Just so excellent. What job. I want to talk a little bit about is the material, which, which okay. is the, the titanium. So what was, what was the decision-making process around that? Cause I, I have to imagine to do a titanium broadhead, um, you know, th- there's more, there's more product cost, there's more machinery cost because you have to have specialized machinery, all that kind of stuff. So, what was the decision to make titanium? Yeah, um, so titanium is an exotic metal. I mean, it's not, it's not easy to machine, and you really have to find machine shops that that know how to work with it in order to do it. So. And it's super expensive. It's five times the cost right. as, as other materials that are commonly used. So um, the, the main reason we wanted to do it was we just felt for a premium broadhead, um, it needed to, to be strong. And, and titanium was going to be the only material that we could use with our design and be able to hit weight. So, you know, the 100 grains is, is pretty huge. It's impossible for me to make that broadhead 100 grains um, out of anything else except aluminum. 
and I wanted it to be stronger than that. So titanium was the logical choice. Okay. Well, um, like just an example though, like if you used aluminum, would that still work or would that fall apart in, in a hit of like a deer bone or something? Well, our all-purpose head is made of aluminum with okay, a steel so tip, right? And so it, it's it's certainly good enough. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, I'll, I'll use QU for an example. I mean, they were kind of the first company to do consumer direct, right? You know, yep. that I would say. And one of the things they did very well is by going consumer direct, you can use better quality raw materials at, you know, at prices that you wouldn't be able to get with other materials. And so... I certainly can do the aluminum, and but I think it, it helps set our brand apart and our product apart when I can take um, a titanium material, put it in a broadhead, and sell it for. I mean, when you when you get our our most popular deal, which is the buy six, get one free, you're getting a you're getting a, bro, a titanium broadhead at around thirty six dollars a three pack equivalent, and wow. competing. Competing big brands mm -hmm. that sell in stores are selling those same titanium broadheads for fifty dollars for three. Yeah, so that's true. You're, you're getting you're getting every bit as equal quality as the big store brands in a titanium broadhead for thirty five percent less in price. So longevity wise, I, in, in uh, titanium versus the other materials that that other companies use, what's yeah. the longevity like? Like, am I able to shoot a deer and then reuse that same broadhead? Because Typically, you shoot a deer and you have to resharpen it, or you're going to break a blade if you hit a bone. Like, what what what's the deal with that? So, titanium's definitely a good material choice if you want to reuse the same head over and over again. It's going to be it's going to be stronger than all the aluminums that are used in broadhead ferrules, and and so that's definitely a good choice. Um, what I find is, you know, it's going to be comparable in durability to a lot of the steels that are used. Okay. Uh, out there, but without the extra weight you'd get. So right. what, what a lot of times will happen is companies will use steel, but in order to hit 100 grains, they have to take a lot of material away from it. So you get more so, blade for the same material. You, what you're, well, what I'm saying is you're getting more strength because you're able to put more material in key places in the broadhead so you can gotcha. optimize. So but I can make it more robust. I can just make I can make it more robust by yep. putting more material where I want to put it because as you I shoot understand. it, in, it, yeah. So as far as um, how it's going to perform in the field, um, usually you can you're not. I mean, nothing's indestructible out there, but usually more often than not, you're able to swap out blades yep. and reuse the, and reuse the ferrules. One thing that the titanium does a really good job of of staying straight if you hit something hard, gotcha. and so. Most of the time, the, the worst that you're going to have to do is take a little file and, and just resharpen the, the end of the tip a tiny bit if you were to hit a bone or something. But the ferrule itself usually stays straight. So okay. it's, it's a good head for um, being able to reuse. And we sell replacement blades, too. So it makes that easy. So let's talk about the pivot. I'm just curious on the pivot. So what, what's I, I, I've seen the Almer Edge before, obviously. I, I do remember it. I'm just curious. Why the pivot? Why do we think? What, I guess my question is, if you lock it in place, what's going to happen? Is it going to just bust through all that, or is it going to break, you think? Um, what are you talking about? I'm sorry. So the pivot. So why, why do the pivot? I guess Why I'm is the pivot the important? Pivot. Yeah, so the, there's, two, there's two big reasons for that. The first one is when you hit a bone with a non-pivoting broadhead, it deflects. 
So we've got a, a YouTube video out there. Um, if you just Google severed deflection sucks, it's just a quick 20 second thing clip showing a pivoting broadhead, what happens when it hits bone and a non-pivoting broadhead, what happens when it hits bone. So by pivoting, the arrow can keep going straight and allow the blades to pivot around the bone. Now the lock, what's nice about that is it keeps that cutting diameter fully open the entire way through the animal. So there are other broadheads on the market that pivot, but none of them lock like ours are. Yeah, so I think, I think that uh, that video that you're talking about is on your website, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think I saw it. You guys, it's, it's yeah, like it's, uh, you're shooting through ballistic gel? Yeah, yeah, and we've got it on the web. We've got it on our Instagram. It's, it's out there. You know, it's pretty easy cool. to find. Um, and so that's the one reason is that it eliminates deflection. Now, the other big reason for the blocking pivoting um, that uh, is really beneficial is it, it's a great shock absorber. So when you have a really big blade on a broadhead and you hit something hard like a bone, that blade has to absorb all the force. So the analogy I like to use is, remember in basketball, before breakaway rims, guys would dunk and they'd shatter the glass. And blade steel is strong, but it's, it's, it takes a beating when you hit something at 300 feet per second. And having the ability for that blade to pivot and move allows that stress to be managed in a way that really uh oh man that's a cool video it is wow it's the first there's a lot of detail that. in it. that was like, smart yeah. that's a smart video yeah. i love it that's very good idea so i need your help though so i'm, yeah. I'm sitting here at the table here took it out of the package opened it up i think i cut myself it's locked <laughs> how do i unlock it <laughs> i so, can't figure out how to unlock it <laughs> yeah so you're gonna it's easy to do once you do it um but you basically need to swing the blades to the one side. So I, if I'm holding it in my left hand, swing, swing the blades all the way to one side so the little locking tab is exposed there. Yep. And basically, you just need to separate the blades. You don't want to be... Uh, you don't want to put I gotcha. force on it. You're just trying to separate the blades. If, you, if you're using force and you're pushing hard to get it done, you're doing something wrong. I got it. Um, you need to just separate the blades and they'll close back up. Now they come with the little red plastic wedge. So the first time you do it, you just take that wedge, stick it between the two uh, blades there and it'll make it a lot easier. Once you do it once or twice, most people just throw the wedge away and they're just you know, doing it with their fingers. You know what, now that you said that, I got it. Cool. Easy. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. That video is important. If you guys are listening to this podcast, you want to go on to this, their YouTube and check out this video because, man, I tell you what, that's cool. I've never seen anything like that. That was pretty neat. Never thought of that, oh, yeah. but, you know, I've seen a lot of deflections in my life, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's, there's no way you can eliminate every deflection because, you know, deflections can happen from any contact, be it, you know, on the ferrule or on the arrow or whatever. But if you can take away one variable, that's yeah. – that's, you know, what, what it's all about. Since 1971, Burris has been the leader in optics innovation, and that continues today with products like the new Oracle range-finding bow sight. Burris offers the best value on the market today. Their optics are durable, reliable, and affordable. Everything they offer from red dots and rifle scopes to their binos and bow sights are backed by their forever warranty. Burris, find what matters. For 20 years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. 
from the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies. StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. Coffee break time. If you're looking for premium coffee for those who grind every day, if life is an adventure and not just a routine, Grind Life is for you. You could be an adventurer, military person, first responder, outdoorsman, factory worker, or just red-blooded patriotic American. Grind Life is here to help you achieve success in everything you do. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com and tell them BHP Podcast sent you. And enjoy a fresh brew just like us. Yo, Kevin, give me a warm-up. So yeah. let's talk about uh, kills and stuff with these things. What do you guys uh, – um, is there stuff on, like, your website and things people can see, like, for, you know, people hunting with it? Yeah, I think the best the best way for people to learn about the head, see what people have done and whatnot, we post – pretty much any photo that's sent to us on our Instagram and our Instagram pages. So I'd go to Instagram and look there. Um, you can even um, just do an Instagram tag search for, for like hashtag Sever Broadhead and you'll see a lot that way. But I mean, we've killed everything from American bison to Alaskan moose to elk to Africa. To, I mean, I mean, there's been pretty much you know, I, I don't. I haven't seen a musk ox yet, but I would say <laughs> about everything else in North America, we've taken with the heads. So and most African playing game. Cool. So one thing I, I need to know about this is, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossbow shooters out there that listen to our podcast. So from a yeah, crossbow awesome. standpoint, would these would these be crossbow rated, or is there is there an FPS foot per second that these are rated for? These are, I would say, absolutely without question, the best crossbow broadheads on the market. Ooh. Wow. Challenge accepted. Tim's a big crossbow shooter, yeah, yeah. so maybe this so would be a good me, one to test. Let me explain. Yeah, let me just explain why. I mean, crossbows are approaching 500 feet per second. Yeah. And at those speeds, they're extremely critical with accuracy. So our heads are fully contained. Those blades are fully contained in the ferrule and flight. And so shooting them out of really fast crossbows or you're not going to get pointing with them. The other thing that's really nice, like I said earlier, that locking, locking, pivoting blade. Um, the, okay, the, the crossbow setup I use, I'm, use, I'm shooting a 10-point nitro XRT, so the 475 feet per second bow. Right. XRT? I'm shooting that with the, the XRT, yeah. yeah oh, man. You be, I'm, shooting that, I'm shooting that bow with a 730 grain arrow. Okay. I mean... It, it's a, I've basically taken an arrow and glued it inside of another arrow to make it that heavy. Yep. So I'm getting over 210, 210 foot-pounds of kinetic energy out of it. And having a blade that can pivot is really important because you're putting so much energy through it. At some point, normal equipment's going to not be able to hold up. Yep. But what we found is that because our blades lock and pivot, they manage the stress better than any other design. Um, the other thing that's been really good is that because our blades um, open the way they do, you, speed, how fast you shoot the bow has no 
uh, doesn't want to open our broadhead. So other designs, you have to be really careful that if you get too fast, they might want to open and fly. Yeah, you know, our right. design, the faster you shoot our design, the more the head wants to stay closed, actually. So it's, it's not at all a concern as far as pre-deployment and flight. So you haven't had any issues with, like, punching a deer and it not opening then? No. Okay. Never, not once. Good. Awesome. Good. That, that's nor have, honestly, I, I'm, nor have I ever had, I've never actually had a report of one of our blades break in a hunting situation. Now I've seen people take the heads in practice mode and, you know, hit things they aren't supposed to hit. That's one thing, but in a hunting situation, never had a broken blade. So for, for, for the pivoting and for the titanium and everything that you use, you mentioned earlier that it's, it's more of a shock absorber. It does a really good job at, at absorbing the shock. So would you would you yeah. think that in in reality in a in a real life situation that it would actually probably save you in your arrows as well because you're not going to potentially get your carbon arrows to crack because you're not putting as much force because the blades being able to absorb that all the way through. No, does that make sense? I don't sense? think that's the case. Like, yeah, no, it does. I don't. I don't think that has. I don't think your arrows are going to be any better off. I think it's just going to. It's just going to take a lot of that stress. And, and not load up the steel on the blades as, as much. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll show you a good broadhead. Check out this picture here on the video. <laughs> this right here is a broadhead. It's from 1492. You, you see the video, Freed? Uh, hang on. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's an Indian, old Indian head we keep on the table here. This is, you guys should develop this in titanium. Can you imagine? <laughs> Look how it hooks up. You have to tie it in. <laughs> For a recurve, maybe. I don't, I don't even know if I want to shoot that out of my... Uh, uh, that's hilarious. Out of my crossbow there. So, But, man, I, I, I'm actually... I'm, I'm really impressed with the thought behind this, the thought process behind, you know, that's not great. only the design, but the, the material used. Um, I, I, I can't pick this apart at all. Like I really, this is, this is going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm excited. No, these are awesome, man. You guys did a great job on this. The whole uh, logo, everything from the logo to the actual yeah. product is pretty stellar. I'm not going to lie. So, so it looks good. So give us the website real quick, because I know we say sever, but it's not, it's not spelt like you would think. So, so spell out the website for us real quick. Sure. Severbroadheads.com. That's S E V R broadheads.com. And you are direct to and consumer, then, so if you want to find yeah. them, you got to go online. So that's, yeah, you got to go online. Now, let me explain some of the cool things that that allows us to. Being direct to consumer, we can have a relationship with every customer that buys our product. And, and where, we, where you can't get them in a store, we know that that is treat you well. So we go to great lengths to make sure everybody's taken care of. And we want... You know, we have a 100% satisfaction guarantee with our product. Just if, if there's ever any issue with anything. So if I miss you know, my deer, I can blame you. Whatever. <laughs> if we miss a deer, we're blaming People, you. It's, it's, a sad, it's, a sad, it's a sad truth. People blame their broadheads for their bad shots. Yeah. That's, I'm going to start using that excuse. Yeah. And, oh, I missed. <laughs> all right. It's, it's, you know. Shop place. The one thing I always say is shop placement's everything. If you if yeah. you do your part, the broadhead will do its part. Absolutely, and, and that's what we can guarantee. We we want happy customers, and so if if somebody's not happy with our product, and and they feel inclined to call us and talk to us about it, we're going to take every step we can to make it right with them, whatever that means. Yep. So 
Um, so that's something that going direct allows us to do in a way that we couldn't otherwise do. Awesome. Well, I think we're excited to, to have these here at uh, Boner Planet on our podcast and also in our test lab to be able to really kind of put these I think I'm going to try to break them. I'm going to try to break them myself. Yeah. I'm gonna... You know what you should do? You should open them up and run over with your, with your, with your tires. No, that's not a good <laughs> idea. No, I don't think so. Nice try. Yeah, we've, we've had, some, we've had some, some pretty crazy torture testing go on out there. You know, Josh Bomar, um, a lot of people know him, was in South Africa and shooting like a – um, with one, just to, after actually after he shot a Cape Buffalo, had it on the ground. He he put one through through the side of a Cape Buffalo, and it center punched the rib, and the head was intact and wow. didn't break. And wow! So that was pretty cool. And even uh, John Lust, another um, YouTube personality, did some destructive testing on it, and uh, to hit you know he's pretty non-biased and, and tells it how it is how he's ever tested according to him. So. Awesome. Good, well, man. we'll do our own testing and see how it goes, but I'm sure it'll do great. It looks awesome, like a great head, and I think it's great. So, Sever Broadheads, go to severbroadheads.com. Make sure you check them out on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. I'm sure all those great things. Uh, Clint, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, I hope it's still looking beautiful there in the amazing Utah, Salt Lake City. Absolutely amazing place. It is, and I'm looking forward to going and doing some elk hunting this weekend, so I hope awesome. the weather holds up. That's amazing. I'll wait for my invite, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, have a good year. So, hey, good luck to you guys this year, and uh, let us know if you guys want to get back on. We'd love to have you, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, let you know how this goes for us on our side for our test lab show, and uh, we'll get rolling. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks Thank for you. being on. We'll see you later. All right, Tim, so broadheads, you know, this is uh, – this is a cool broadhead, man. I um, I've I've never been a mechanical guy. Yeah. So I, mainly because I shoot a lot of crossbow, I like to eliminate my variables. You know, the crossbow, the, the feet per second, and the the kinetic energy that you get right off the bat. I I've always just wanted to eliminate out the potential that I'm going to have an error because I'm I'm error prone as it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, so to have I'm, something like that and to hear. To hear Clint talk about how, you know, in their opinion, obviously, that it's the best crossbow mechanical broadhead on the market, um, that's impressive. Yeah, so I can't wait to put this through the uh, the Bowhunter, the test lab, so and see how it goes. So it'll be, it'll be good. So I, what are we, what are we thinking about that? You think we, we're thinking about doing the uh, the two sided target? Yeah, I think it'd be cool because it pivots to hit the forty five degree angle. Watch it pivot and then hit the opposite forty five. So it should technically pivot back the other way. Being that's titanium, I know it's going to be legit. Like it's going to go through both, no problem, clean. Right like butter but i wouldn't even mind throwing like a hard piece of wood so like a two by four straight up and down so that uh it um it hits and like just to watch the blade pivot around that right. almost like so you the only issue you have with that is that it's, it's hard to know where you're gonna hit right it's a shooter like i'm not like that accurate where i know i can put it right next to it because i don't want to hit it direct i just want it to skim it yeah so that you see that blade rotate in slow yeah. motion it'd just be cool but I, did, I do remember the Almer Edge, and I do remember that, and I thought, wow, this and this right here is, is a very well-built um, broadhead. So. Yeah, I think it will be interesting because, you know, you, you think about, you, you look at the video online that they had, and they're shooting through a ballistics gel, and they're hitting one side of the blade with, like, a replica rib, basically, mm -hmm. right? And it, hard, and it, and it yeah. pivots around it. So to hit a solid piece of wood, 
um, and the to whole see thing it go, deflect upward. Yeah, to see yeah. The, and to see how it deflects on a solid piece of wood, kind of kind of imitating like if you were to hit two ribs at one side mm-hmm. at one time to see what kind of maybe twist you get out of it and that kind of thing. I think it'd be it's going to be interesting. So, so I, I don't know if most of you know that, but when an arrow flies off a, a, um, a bow, it start it goes off and then it starts to slowly turn, then it fully turns full speed, so it's spinning. So as it hits, it slowly spins and carves a circle almost. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect circle, though. It's not going to be like a circle. It's just rotating, right? So it's going forward and rotating at the same time. So you're building this, like, channel of cutting. Um, and so that's why it's interesting with the pivot, because you're going to pivot around certain things as it's going. So it's right. going to go and be like, I'm going to do opposite, but, right. you know, as it's going, it's pivoting around. But if it pivot hits another hard shell, it should go straight, right? Yep. So it's an interesting concept. I like it the is idea. very... Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you uh, enjoyed this today. And uh, special thanks to Clint for joining us and uh, talking to us about these broadheads. Again, built right there out of Utah, um, Salt Lake City, which is a beautiful place if you haven't been there. And I saw some big moose there, big muleys there. It's a great, great area of our country. Um, beautiful place. So anyway, check out bowerandplant.com. Make sure you guys click register if you haven't done it for all the giveaways. Oh, and also, you know, we're on weekly live. So if you're on Facebook, you can check us out live every week. We've been going on either Wednesday or Thursday nights. There's no exact night, but (laughs) not yet. We're getting there. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and we're giving stuff away. So if you are just joining, you know, make sure you go on there. I mean, we just gave away two packs of broadheads and some other stuff. So pretty cool. Register on uh, bowwinterplant.com so you can be eligible to win the giveaways. And uh, as always, we have our team uh, BHP. Yep. So go to our website, join Team BHP. A lot of great discounts, great uh, great community uh, to really just share your ideas, questions, that kind of that kind of stuff with. And so if you awesome. and just a little tip and a little bit a little kind of like a hidden value here. If you go on to uh, our YouTube and you subscribe and you look at some of our videos, you'll find a discount code for our hats and shirts and stuff oh, like that. Snap. Not many people know that, but if you're watching the videos, you get a discount. So make sure you take advantage of that. If you want to get a BHP hat, show your support or join our Patreon account and uh, help us keep doing what we do. So uh, we appreciate your support. And thanks again. We'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.